It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by GetUpside. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every single day of the week here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify, and very soon, I will be on YouTube, where you can watch the show and, of course, listen to the show. So make sure to check out the show on all those platforms and wherever you listen to this show and all of your favorite shows across the Locked On Podcast Network. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council because every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on Locked On Panthers. To get those questions into me, you can either at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council. Again, make sure to first click that follow button there on Twitter at Julian Council. Well, things are never too dull When it comes to the Carolina Panthers and a vitally important offseason for Matt Rule, who heads into a win or else situation in his third year, who's made numerous mistakes at the quarterback position and is someone who's drawn the ire of pretty much everyone who supports this team. Now, there I'm sure there are folks out there on social media, one or two and then out there in the ether who are living their lives not on social media who still believe in Matt Rule and think that he can one day bring the Lombardi Trophy back here to Charlotte where it belongs. We will see. But reports that came out, I believe on Friday, when it was Senior Bowl week, and we'll get into more Senior Bowl stuff here in a moment, but Senior Bowl week, WalterFootball.com. They're down in Mobile, and the entire NFL media this past week was in Mobile, Alabama. Weird place to be, and if they weren't there, They were in Las Vegas for the Pro Bowl because apparently that happened this weekend. I don't know if anyone watched, but apparently the Pro Bowl occurred on Sunday afternoon. But either way, the vast majority of the NFL newsmakers and those kind of people were down in Mobile for the Senior Bowl because the draft starts in Mobile, apparently. And then now they'll head to L.A., a much better place. (laughs) They'll get away from the Gulf and out of Alabama to go head up to L.A. for the Super Bowl on Sunday between the Rams and Bengals. So, plenty of folks are talking. Plenty of teams are down there. Every GM, for the most part, is down there. All the head coaches are down there. And there's going to be a lot of scuttlebutt and what's going on. Well, apparently, there are some conversations in terms of what's going on here with the Carolina Panthers and who has control and all of the issues that are going on here in Carolina. And, of course, they all stem to Matt Rule and the issues that he's had with this football team only winning 10 games over the first two years. As we remember, Matt Rule has control of the 53. He has the final say. Obviously, Scott Fitterer has a role in it. 
Dan Morgan will have a role in it, and every single person in that building, including the owner, have a role on who is on the roster. But this report came out. I'm going to go ahead and read it, read it for you if you did not see this blurb. The Carolina Panthers are in store for an interesting offseason as they try to figure out how to return to playoff contention. Last spring, Carolina traded for Sam Darnold, and after a good start, Darnold struggled for the majority of the 2022 season. The franchise is still searching for a true replacement for Cam Newton. Sources from other teams say the Panthers organization is com- is complicated and bordering on dysfunctional. Hmm. Head coach Matt Rule has been on a power trip over the past two years, and he pushed out former general manager Marty Herney, which pushed out, really. Uh, owner David Tepper is meddlesome as well and stays involved in the football side. General manager Scott Fitterer has his hands full, and it sounds like a very challenging situation with Rule trying to impose his will in all directions despite struggling to win games over the past two seasons. Sources from around the league feel the Panthers would be much better if Fitterer were given the power to build the roster and run the organization as he sees fit. Rule has very little NFL experience when Tepper hired him away from Baylor, and Tepper comes from Wall Street. Fitterer and assistant general manager Dan Morgan have been in the NFL for decades. It'll be interesting to see if Rule is on the hot seat next season, but Rule could become more competitive on Sundays by allowing evaluators to build the roster to let him focus on coaching the players who are brought in. Well, yeah, obviously that would be the best case scenario here in Carolina. I brought this up before. Trust in the general manager, Scott Fitterer. Trust in Sabir Suluan. Trust in Matt Allen. Trust in Dan Morgan. Trust in Pat Stewart. You don't have to trust in David Tepper. You don't have to trust in Matt Rule, unfortunately. And I don't understand the current setup of Matt Rule having the final say and having really any kind of say in personnel. The owner should own the team, cut the checks, speak when we need to hear from him. The general manager and the front office, like Scott Fitter, those guys should pick the players and evaluate players and bring them in and handle contracts. The coach should coach the players brought in by the general manager. But for whatever reason, here in Carolina and other places, the coach is given more control when they're not evaluators. I understand in college that Matt Rule has to go out there and recruit and evaluate talent, and that certainly has to play a role that he knows how to evaluate, at least on the college level. But we've seen here in Carolina that his quarterback evaluations have not worked out. I don't know what anyone saw in Sam Darnold to think that he was all of a sudden going to be good this year. Teddy Bridgewater never was the idea that he was going to be the starting quarterback in terms of long term, like he was going to be the franchise. But then David Tepper, who can be meddlesome, as this report has stated, and as we already know, that got hijacked. Until the Carolina Panthers can reach that alignment. That's the buzzword that everyone likes to use, including myself, when looking at organizations. Until they all can get on the same page, they're going to struggle. And really, until they get a quarterback, they're not going to win. Like, you can be in a situation where you got a great quarterback and you're probably going to win more games than not. But if everyone's on the same page in that that building, you're going to have a tough time reaching the ultimate goal. And the ultimate stated goal here in Carolina is sustained success, and obviously with that would come a Lombardi trophy. But if Matt Rule... He's on a power trip, and he's a big rap fan. He brought up the Jay-Z lyrics. Remember that? If he's on a power trip like J. Cole, we might have issues here in Charlotte. And, well, we already have issues, obviously, here in Charlotte. Federer should have control of the roster. If the Carolina Panthers want to have success in 2022, obviously, they got to get a better offensive line. Obviously, they need to get a quarterback. But if they want to have success past next season, and if Rule wants to stay here, He needs to look in the mirror, take a step back, and allow Scott Fitterer to run the organization. The owner, also David Tepper, who is an active participant in all of this, needs to understand who should be in charge. 
Look at the decades of experience that he has in his front office. Namely, Scott Fitterer and where he came from and where Dan Morgan came from being in Seattle and Buffalo. And understand where Pat Stewart came from after Philadelphia won a Super Bowl not too long ago. Those are the guys who should be in charge, not the head coach who coached at Temple and Baylor and never won a conference championship. What are we doing? It doesn't make any sense. So again, I tell y'all, Matt Rule is not the biggest problem. The owner should understand that this is not going to work. And as far as we know right now, heading into free agency in about a month and a half, David Tepper hasn't figured it out. And unfortunately, Matt Rule is calling the shots. When all he should be focused on is getting his staff together and sitting back, listening to the scouts and listening to Scott Fitterer and nodding his head, being like, yep, you guys are right. That's what we need to do. That's the direction we need to go in. Instead, apparently, according to this, Matt Rule, his hunt a power trip. Oh, boy. Another day, another day. Goodness. Okay, um, let's look back on a senior bowl here in just a moment. Joe Marino, friend of the program, also host of Lockdown Bills, had a new mock draft after spending some time down there in Mobile this week. And there's a quarterback that a lot of people are talking about. Is it time for the Panthers and for me and us to take him a little bit more seriously as a potential solution for the Carolina Panthers heading into 2022? We'll get into that here in just a moment. We're finally here in February. This is the time of the year where I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolutions to eat right, thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Built Bar Puffs are low-calorie, high-protein, replace your candy bars with these they are better a typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to three hundred calories that's not the case here with built bar puffs go to built.com and scroll down to check out the macro charts you'll be blown away high protein low cal high fiber low carb go to built.com and use promo code lock 15 and get 15 percent off your first order use promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at built.com is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. After spending a week down in beautiful, picturesque Mobile, Alabama, the NFL world now heads to L.A. for the Super Bowl on Sunday. Cincinnati Bengals are going to take on the L.A. Rams, but that's not what we're here to talk about just yet. We're going to go back and look back on what's happened to the Senior Bowl, what happened at the Senior Bowl, rather, this past week, and hopefully can get somebody on to kind of give me a better recap. But our buddy Joe Marino lives here locally in Charlotte. 
is the host of Locked On Bills, but also works over at the Draft Network, does a fantastic job, and he, among a lot of people, are thinking very highly of Malik Willis, the quarterback out of Liberty, and we talked about him last week. We talked about all the quarterback candidates, or not the quarterback candidates, but the quarterback, well, I guess they're potential candidates to be quarterback here in Carolina and maybe get drafted based on what the Panthers do in free agency. But still, six quarterbacks down there Mobile, and the one that was just turning heads all week long in Mobile was Malik Willis out of Liberty. I saw him play a couple times. Didn't see him that much this past year. Really, the only game I watched of him in Liberty was against Ole Miss. Those are the ones that you want to tune in when you actually play against one of those power conference teams. And the main takeaway was that Liberty was outmatched, and Matt Corral is pretty damn good. And I like Matt Corral. I don't know... If Matt Corral is going to be a franchise quarterback for anybody, he might get the opportunity. Malik Willis certainly is probably going to get the opportunity. And Kenny Pickett, and we'll see what happens with Carson Strong and all the other quarterbacks down in Mobile. And actually, Matt Corral wasn't down there, but the other ones that were. Either way, Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett both were the MVPs in terms of the quarterback MVP of their teams, their respective teams throughout practice last week. But it was Willis who really stole the show for a lot of folks. Apparently one day it was like driving rainstorm and Malik Willis was just going out there and throwing darts and teams were falling in love. Apparently Mike Tomlin, the Steelers, it's not so secret. Like last season, the worst kept secret in the National Football League leading up to the draft was that Pittsburgh was in love with Najee Harris. What happened? They drafted Najee Harris out of Alabama and had a pretty good season with him, and they somehow made the playoffs. And that appears to be the case again for Pittsburgh, that they are in love with Malik Willis. The problem for Pittsburgh is they made the playoffs, which means they're not in the top 10, and they aren't going to be able to draft him by sitting back in the 20s. Now, they could obviously trade up to number six or wherever, which would be interesting if you're the Carolina Panthers, if you can be able to do something like that. But according to Joe Marino, the Carolina Panthers shouldn't be looking to trade back. They should actually be looking to stay put and potentially looking at Malik Willis. As Joe said, while the common pick for Carolina has been Kenny Pickett, it's time to start talking about Malik Willis as the first quarterback off the board. He brings a combination of arm talent and mobility that is unmatched in this class. There is untapped potential with Willis that makes him the quarterback with the highest ceiling in the draft. If you are going to roll the dice on a quarterback, bet on trades, and that's what Willis provides. Hmm. I've already gone on record and hey, people can change their minds and their opinions, but I've already gone on record saying I'm not really in love with this quarterback class this year. I mean, that's a growing general general sentiment. I've also seen that likely four quarterbacks are going to get drafted in the first round. I would say that'd be Malik Willis. It would be Kenny Pickett. And then after that Ritter from Cincinnati and Probably Matt Corral, maybe Sam Howell. It really depends. Teams are always going to take a chance on a quarterback. If you want to take a chance on a quarterback, you want to do it in the first round so you can have that fifth-year option. Getting a quarterback in the second or third round sounds good in theory, but we look at the Houston Texans who might have found their quarterback of the future in Davis Mills. They only have four years to evaluate him, and they don't have that fifth-year option. So the Carolina Panthers, if they're going to take a quarterback, they need to take one in the first round. And if they want to take a quarterback, it looks like Malik Willis might be that guy. Now, we go back to the report I just talked about, Matt Rule being on a power trip and Matt Rule having the final sound of 53. And you've seen Matt Rule have a lot of say in who's on the roster. Just look at all the Temple and Baylor guys that are here that probably wouldn't be making rosters elsewhere. If you go back to that report that Joe Person of The Athletic put out there back in December. But either way, if Matt Rule has control, 
you would think Kenny Pickett's the guy. Kenny Pickett, as we know, you're going to hear this story a million times until we finally get to draft day or the Carolina Panthers get another quarterback. We can go ahead and ax out Kenny Pickett as a potential quarterback selection Excuse me, here in Carolina. Yeah, he, went, he signed at Temple, decided that he actually would rather go play in the Power Five, went to Pitt, stunk for a couple years, and was really good this past year. And now there's a thought at six, the Carolina Panthers might take him. So if Matt Rule has to say then yeah, Kenny Pickett might be the guy. But if Scott Fitterer, who should have the say, has to say, then maybe it's going to be Malik Willis. I think for me, when it comes to the quarterback situation, like this is a win or get out situation for Matt Rule. Does he really want to hinge that on a rookie quarterback? And also just thinking about if Matt Rule doesn't have success this upcoming season, which is going to be largely um, hinged upon who the quarterback is, but they draft the quarterback, a rookie, one of these guys, and thing, and they struggle. Like the rookie struggles, team struggles, rule gets fired. Then you have a new coaching staff coming in here, and now they are saddled with a quarterback who they might not have a great evaluation of. Now with the general manager likely still being Scott Fitter, unless something crazy happens and Fitter is not here next season, Fitter is going to want to find a head coach. If he gets the autonomy to hire a new head coach, he's going to want to work with his guy, whether it's Pickett or Willis or whoever else, they go and draft a quarterback there. So I just think about – just situationally, I would rather pair a new head coach with their own quarterback that they decide to bring in. But again, Fitterer going to be here next year unless something unforeseen happens and he's let go or he decides to move on. I don't know. But going back to Malik Willis, it sounds like he's the top quarterback in his draft. From everyone I've seen evaluate him that knows this kind of stuff, like they are in love with this guy. And Scott Fitter told Darren Gant last week um, on Panthers.com that the sixth pick is where you take that risk for a quarterback. And I've already said it. If they fall in love with a guy, then go ahead, draft him. If Malik Willis is that guy, and it seems like he's that guy after one week, and there's going to be the combine, they'll have the pro days and all those situations where they're throwing against air and people are going to freak out and be like, that's the guy. Like last year with Zach Willis, he had that incredible throw, and then he got to the NFL and he's literally the worst quarterback the Jets started this year. Out of four guys, he was by far the worst for the New York Jets. And that's not to say that Zach Wilson's not going to end up figuring things out. The Jets definitely need him to figure things out, especially when you look at the landscape at quarterback and the young ones there in the AFC. At least the Panthers have time right now to try and figure things out, and they're not going to be in a crunch against trying to find someone who can go up against Josh Allen every year and Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow. It's insane, the town over there in the AFC. If Malik Willis can be that guy in the AFC for the Carolina Panthers, and they believe that, then I'm on board with it. I'm on board with them getting him. Obviously, that's going to mean in free agency they're going to have to find an offensive line to protect him. So we'll see how things play out. But apparently right now Malik Willis is the guy that everyone is talking about after last week in Mobile. And if he's the top quarterback and the Carolina Panthers thinking quarterback at six, then it seems like that should be the pick. All right, going to take another quick pause here and then more on the other side. Hey, Panther fans, this is Julian Council with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called GetUpside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store right now. 
Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and earn up to 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up. All that in cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back by using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out any time to your bank account, PayPal, and e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN. For listeners who served in or worked for the United States Marine Corps or have family or friends who might have, I wanted to notify you about an available resource. From 1953 to 1987, personnel assigned to Marine Corps Base Camp Lejeune were potentially exposed to contaminated drinking water. The Marine Corps has since partnered with health agencies to conduct scientific studies to assess impacts on these potential exposures, and they are working to keep those Marines, their families, and civilian employees in form of updates and resources available to them. If you or someone you know may have been at Camp Lejeune during those years, please consider registering with the Camp Lejeune Historic Drinking Water Notification Database. You can learn more and register at www.marines.mil.clwater. That's www.marines.mil.clwater. So until the Carolina Panthers address the quarterback situation this offseason, whether it be a trade for someone like a Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe Kirk Cousins, or, well, I mean, those are the realistic options. And there's also the fantasy dream world options that could happen, like Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. I think the conversation we're going to continue to have is going to be focused upon these two quarterbacks in the upcoming NFL draft. Malik Willis, who we just talked about, and then Kenny Pickett, who we also mentioned in There was a ton of stories last week on Panthers.com, ESPN.com talked about it, and just a relationship that Kenny Pickett had with Matt Rule. Already went over it, initially committed to Temple, and then decided, no, I'm going to pit. And because of that, everyone thinks that the Carolina Panthers, hey, they need a quarterback. Matt Rule knows Kenny Pickett, and he likes having a lot of his former players, even though Pickett never was a player for him on the roster. That makes plenty of sense that he'll be the starting quarterback, or not, not the starting quarterback, but he'll be the choice for the Carolina Panthers if they indeed draft a quarterback in this upcoming draft. I don't think it's that simple, honestly. Because if it was that simple, wouldn't Mac Jones be here in Carolina? Just think about it. Last year, Matt Rule, Carolina Panthers staff were down in Mobile for Senior Bowl week, and they were coaching the Senior Bowl. And on their team... They had Mac Jones, who was coming off of being a Heisman Trophy finalist, a national championship at Alabama, and everyone knew he was going in the first round. We knew it was going to be him, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, and Justin Fields. It was just a matter of where those guys were going to go. Trevor Lawrence is obviously always going to go to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Zach Wilson, for whatever reason, became the next guy, and he went to the New York Jets at two, and in the 49ers later on traded up. Three picks to get to number three, and no one really knew who it was going to be. The long prevailing thought throughout that period of time last year was that Mac Jones was going to be the guy to be in Kyle Shanahan's offense and that he would be the future there in San Francisco. But then it turned out to be Trey Lance, who is now the future there down in San Francisco. I guess technically Santa Clara. That's where the stadium's at, but whatever. But Matt Rowland, Carolina Panthers. Sat there at eight, had an opportunity to take Justin Fields or to take Mac Jones. And they decided to take J.C. Horn, who was on the top of their draft board, and they had already made their decision at quarterback by going with Sam Darnold by trading for him five weeks prior to the draft. I tried telling you all that they had already made up their mind, but folks didn't want to hear it, which is fine. 
And with that decision, the Carolina Panthers are now here again a year later, like I thought they would be, trying to figure out who the quarterback is going to be for the future. Could that be Kenny Pickett? Possibly. But again, if it was that simple, then they would have taken Mac Jones, who Matt Rule and the staff had a up-close and personal look at last year in Mobile, and he decided that they'd rather have Sam Darnold. And the combination of him and J.C. Horn, as we've already seen, that combination did not help them last year as Darnold was terrible, and J.C. Horn only played two and a half games. Now, he might end up being a really good player for the Carolina Panthers, and that folks won't be complaining about that pick in the future, with his, depending on his play, but we will see. I'm not in the camp of thinking that Kenny Pickett is just absolutely going to be the guy that the Carolina Panthers take a quarterback. Because I think that scouting department's going to sit there and they're going to look at it. And I know Scott Fitterer has raved about Kenny Pickett and he sat there and watched him at the ACC championship game and all of that. And I, and I understand that is going to play a factor and going to play a role. But Scott Fitterer is a guy who spent a lot of time evaluating quarterbacks in Seattle. Even when they had Russell Wilson, they always would sit there and look at the quarterback class. That's what led to them bringing Sam Darnold. And that could maybe make you take a step back and think maybe Scott Fitterer doesn't know how to evaluate quarterbacks very well either. But I believe in him. And I believe in him, in Samir Suleiman, who's really just a cap guy, but still. And he got the promotion recently. But I believe in Dan Morgan. I believe in that front office that they can figure out who the right guy for the Carolina Panthers is. And if everything, like I just said, if everything is telling the entire league that the best quarterback is Malik Willis, and I get it, other teams have different guys on their board in a certain position. Like, it's not always going to be what the general consensus and thought is around the league. Not everyone's going to be on the same page. But right now, it feels pretty obvious that Malik Willis is that guy. And because of that, I don't think that it's just a slam dunk that Kenny Pickett is the next Carolina Panthers quarterback if they do indeed decide to take one at six. The relationship with Rule is important. But really, more importantly, is going to be the relationship that he has with Fitterer and what the scouts think and all the interviews. They're going to have they're going to have conversation with him at the combine. They're going to have conversation with him. I'm sure leading up to the draft. I'm sure they will be at his pro day there in Pitt. They will continue to evaluate him, but they're going to continue to evaluate every single quarterback that's available to them, and they're going to look at their other options out there. When it, when it comes to this draft, though, it seems like Willis and Pickett. Those are the top two quarterbacks. And typically the NFL draft is super contingent upon who the quarterbacks are coming out and whether people are interested in the draft. Like a couple years ago when you had the combination of Josh Allen and Sam Darnold and Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield and Josh Rosen, a super quarterback-heavy draft, you were excited about it. Like last year, same thing. You already knew the first two picks who they were going to be, but there was intrigue of what San Francisco was going to do at three. And then where would Justin Fields and Mac Jones slot after that, or, you know, same thing with Trey Lance. Where would he go? Now, the intrigue for the Carolina Panthers and for the fans out there who are hoping for a quarterback to be drafted, it's going to come down to Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis. I'm sure we'll have some people in the camp of Malik Willis who are going to be very passionate about him and they're not going to want anybody else. And on the other hand, there's going to be people who are going to be very passionate about Kenny Pickett and think that, yes, and his small hands, he should be the guy. And we will see how much the small hands actually factors in when he has them measured at the combine, which is so funny that we're having conversation about, about quarterback small hands. And I've already brought it up before in the past. We've had the issues with Kyle Allen. We've had issues with Jimmy Clausen. But the main issue was they just couldn't take care of the football. Yeah, fumbling was a problem. But Kyle Allen, when he threw the football, was terrible on deep balls and also just didn't really like to throw it to the team he was supposed to throw it to. So we'll see how it plays out. Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, those seems to be the two names that we're going to be looking out for the next couple of months as we lead up to the draft. And 
Obviously, contingent upon what happens in free agency first here with the Carolina Panthers. All right, that's going to do it for me here on this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council, which is a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure, again, to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify. And soon, you'll be able to watch the show on YouTube. So you'll be able to rate, review, and subscribe there as well. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. So get those into me now by either adding me or DMing me on Twitter, and then I'll answer them on Friday. In the meantime, stay warm, stay safe, and I guess I'll talk to you all on Tuesday. Goodbye. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.